And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It has been, well, painful day for yours truly, but it's been a fun day recapping everything that happened in the NFL yesterday. The major headlines, obviously my Buffalo Bills laid a major egg yesterday, including Josh Allen, who unfortunately has thrown six interceptions in the last three games. The Bills haven't scored a second-half touchdown in a month. The last time they did, it was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they've lost two in a row. And forgive me, but I'm not feeling that great about the state of the Buffalo Bills. Now, do you feel better or worse after two hours of callers coming in and trying to calm you down? (laughs) Well, better. Worse when you say it. Better when the callers say it. Um, (laughs) But the Cowboys joined me in my misery yesterday because (laughs) they blew a game to the Green Bay Packers. They lost a game to the Green Bay Packers. It wasn't nearly as painful as your loss. Sorry, <laughs> no, Maggie. I know for a lot. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and also, of course, Jeff Saturday wins in his Colts debut, beats Stu's Raiders. I mean, how in the heck did Mark Davis have a vote of confidence and basically, you know, blame the media and saying, oh, we're in an instant gratification society. And that's why Josh McDaniels is uh, like has his full support. Well, like, listen, are you watching the games? Listen, if you looked at the Colts Raiders matchup and said uh, the problem of the ownership level is at the Colts side, uh, I got uh, <laughs> news for you, Maggie. <laughs> the Raiders are not exactly a, I get it. a pantheon of stability, no. paragon of stability. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, this is Mark Davis. What do you expect? I, I don't know. Like, someone with a pulse to be like, man, my team has so much talent. How could they be this tuned out? It's not even what you see on the field. It's like the quotes after the game. The guys aren't buying in. We just had a caller who called in and thought maybe this is all has to do with a team in Las Vegas, the trappings of Vegas, maybe the party atmosphere, and maybe that has something to do with guys not buying in. Now, the only thing about that is they made the playoffs last year, Yeah. and Miami seems to be doing great. And I know Miami isn't exactly the same as Vegas, but it's still a pretty big party town. Absolutely. Uh, South Beach is, and also, Raiders, I don't think Derek Carr is a particular party guy. I don't think it's Carr. Yeah. That and we know Max about. Crosby and Darren, Darren Waller specifically do not party. Yep. Hunter Renfro is not a party guy. Unfortunately, a lot of those guys have been hurt. Uh, so I, that's an interesting theory. It's the other team that I worry about. They, they're supposed to be accustomed to partying. When you have to party in your hometown, like the Dolphins <laughs> never had a problem. No, it's everywhere. You're right. It's yeah, every, yeah. the opponent so it should who be comes the teams in. visiting yeah. Vegas, but not this year. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Want to get to Rich, who's in Chicago, wants to talk about a specific moment in the Bills game. Rich, what's happening? Hey, you guys are a perfect pair. Oh, thank you, Rich. NFL. I'm a, I've been stuck in Chicago for 25 years, but I've been a an Eagles and a Bills fan for a long, long time. And I want to talk, before I give you the situation, the background is kind of interesting. I was in Kansas City. I lived all over the country when Marv Levy was the Chiefs coach, and that's yep. when I met him four, 45 years ago. And he lives here in Chicago. And Mike Malarkey is a fellow Gator that I've known for a long time. The, the ironical thing is when Levy got the GM job in 86, uh, Mike had a problem with Ralph Wilson and resigned. So mm. they're actually friends. Mm. And a lot of people think that Malarkey quit because of the general manager changed. That wasn't the case. They hired Dick Duran, if you remember, before they put Marv in the job. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, we can go down the <laughs> list of uh, failed Bills coach. Well, not Marv, of course, but the failed Bills coaches all day. But, Rich, you want to talk about the safety, uh, the possibility that the Bills yeah. could have taken a safety yesterday. I'm all for it. Perloff can't be convinced. Nope. I'm, I'm totally – I was yelling at the TV with my Chicago Bills fans here about take the safety – 
you're up two and you get a free kick from. Oh, Rich. I think we lost you, Rich. I think we lost you. Just a shame. I know Rich was on hold for a long time. Rich will try to get the rest of it. But you and I just don't agree. I mean, I, I call it's called strategy, Perloff. You know, you got to play right. the game here. Yeah, yeah, okay. You will agree with me on one thing. If it had gone wrong, then I think uh, they would have gotten killed. Sean McDermott would have gotten destroyed. If, if they had tried the safety, then kicked him with the Vikings, the Vikings had come back and scored, it would have been a total disaster. Well, it was a disaster anyway because the, well, Josh uh, Allen fumbled the snap and they couldn't get out of the end zone. So all you have to he, do is... Do a quarterback sneak is supposed to be the easiest play in football. I don't understand what happened on Kirk Cousins' score. How Kirk Cousins had to fight for his life to get back to the line of scrimmage. I don't know what happened there. Well, that was the Bills' defense put, I think, just... Get out of here. I mean, I don't know how else to explain <laughs> it. But I just don't think that... here. Here's what I would have done. I would have taken the safety. You had 41 mm-hmm. seconds mm-hmm. left. The, the Vikings had one timeout. You run around a little bit in the end zone. You know, Josh backs up, whatever. You back out of the end zone. You take the safety, so maybe now you have 36 seconds left on the clock when you're kicking off, and then you have so then you have like 30. You have to stop them for 32 seconds in a timeout. I know they're 13 to get seconds. a field goal. I know, but it, this that's insane. I know, but this is still a Vikings team that does not have a reliable kicker, and Kirk Cousins could still do Kirk Cousins things. Yesterday he didn't, but it's not like unfathomable that he could make a mistake. And I just thought it was also if if they didn't want to do the safety, why not just hand the ball off? Why not hand the ball off? Because if your running back gets tackled and hopefully doesn't fumble the ball in the end zone, then it's still just a safety anyway. Well, you still have to take the snap on the handoff. I know, but he would have been in shotgun, which most likely, which is what so, Josh okay, Allen always at the does. the one-inch line, you're going to do a handoff out of shotgun? That's... Dude, everyone does is out of shotgun on, from the, the one-yard line. I don't know about in the end zone. It was a tough situation. It wasn't that tough. All you had to do is do a center to quarterback exchange, which happens every day in this country at the fourth grade level on. <laughs> Instead, what you're you're relying on the Vikings kicker to be bad. You're like, well, he's probably going to miss a 54 yarder, so let's try that. All you had to do is go hike and fall forward. They couldn't do it, and it's just I've I've told you guys before about how the one thing that Josh Allen does not have an elite ability like an elite quantity of is poise. Like he's got all the other tools. He can run, he can throw, he can, you know, take punishment. Mm -hmm. He plays hurt. He's a leader. Like, I think he's got all these things that make him a great quarterback. The one thing is, is he a closer? And listen, the, the numbers would be, you would love this because the numbers bear it out. I talk about the eye tests. You can talk about the numbers. They're two and nine in one score games. And he has made, bad decisions at the end of close games. And last year was amazing for him. He was on this heater of a season and a heater in the playoffs. But this year it's reverted back to some of the dicier Josh Allen. So is Matthew Stafford known as someone with a lot of poise before last year? Nobody cared about Matthew Stafford. He won the Super Bowl. Was... No, before last year. I mean, he I don't know. He was on a bad team that nobody expected anything from. Yeah, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen who does all the stuff, you're, you're going to get some mistakes. But at some point, he's a young player. He's going to get to the next level. It's just what happens in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, I think, had a lot of mistakes early on. Patrick Mahomes has been an MVP and won a Super Bowl. I mean, Allen's in year five. Like Year five? He's not 39 years old. Yeah, he's in year five. I know, but I'm just saying I don't I don't consider him a, he is a young quarterback, but he, I he's had so much experience now. I don't consider him green. Any relief over the fact that he was even on the field on Sunday? Did that cross your mind? Oh, awesome. 
Love it. <laughs> okay. Dude stuff, man. I definitely I don't know if I could feel his arm. Who knows what they put in it? I did not see if anything. any arm injury, by the way. No. He started his first half was fire. I know you were pointing out the second halves haven't been great. <laughs> but he got it. And he, he was running unbelievably well. No, I know. In the first half alone, three carries for forty six yards. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's awesome. The problem is they he, he he runs the ball in the second half. Nobody else who has a little RB next to their name, they don't run the ball in the second half. What Talk to me about Jordan Poyer. What, what's happening here? Why can't we get this defense on the field? Well, I mean, injuries, that's like every team in the NFL, you know? Are we going to make excuses about it? No, that's not like it. Okay, no, 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 no. Not every team. You're telling me every team is like the Niners were two years ago where the entire team got hurt? Well, I'm watching the Chargers last night. Yeah, the Chargers, the Chargers lost that game because they were down to their fourth string defensive tackle and they just got gashed by the run game. They would have probably won that game if you put first team against first team. I know, but nobody wants to hear me talk about Tremaine Edmonds leaving the game in the second half. No one wants to hear about Poyer. No one wants to hear about that with a team that was the favorite to win the Super Bowl. But I think it's important if if you know all those guys are going to come back. Look at the Niners, for example. They had eight guys come back, and all of a sudden, oof, they are a Super Bowl contender. So if the Bills get everyone healthy, and this is really hopeful for you. <laughs> yes, thanks. Then, then this is nothing to worry about. It's just a blip, speed Speed bump. Yeah, speed bump. The most painful speed bump ever. Speed bump. Nobody was wearing a seatbelt, and everyone just bumped their head <laughs> on the top of the car. That's what it feels like. Uh, Bills are not the only story today. Of course, the Raiders are another one. Nathan is in L.A., wants to talk about the Raiders, and they're in position for a high draft pick, Nathan. What's on your mind? Well, yeah, I was looking at that, and uh, but I had another part to that. See, if, if you, you know, if the season ended today, the Raiders would draft order would be number two, but the Super Bowl champion Rams, who nobody who seems to go somewhat under spoken of in terms of disappointment, would be seven. Yeah. Now I don't think the Rams have play a, out. If the Rams that were to play out, which would be more shocking to you? Yeah, the Rams. I'm almost sure don't have a pick. Uh, let's see. Well, that's true, but they. I mean, well, yeah, they would give it to somebody else, but the Rams give this that, one to Detroit. For Stafford, I think that's the last of the Stafford Goff trade. That's uh, but that's a real kick in the no, that, Nathan. That's an interesting point. The Rams are terrible. All of a sudden, are we going to talk about that? What is going on there? You know, I think that they get a pass because they won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. John Wolford versus Colt McCoy. We also have known Colt McCoy is better suited to Cliff Kingsbury than Kyler Murray. Can we talk about that? Oh, I mean, please. The floor. Is I yours. mean, you saw that offense. That was what that offense is supposed to be. It's interesting. Uh, Kyler Murray's questionable for next week. You don't rush him back. <laughs> you just paid him, what, $100 million? Don't yeah, want to I rush mean, that guy back. I think the ceiling is much higher with Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's a better athlete, bigger arm. But it looked like a settling force. Colt McCoy was kind of what they needed this week. You bring back Kyler Murray, it'll be fine. But Cliff is coaching for his life, and that was a big win. Um, the other thing that no one's talking about while I'm sitting here on tankathon.com which is a great website. The best. Uh, to give you the draft order. How does this happen? I mean, I knew it was bad, but not this bad. Right now, New Orleans yeah. is slated to pick fourth. Guess who they give their pick to? Hmm. I don't know. Perloff's Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> oh, my God. They'll probably take a quarterback, too. No, the Eagles don't really need that pick. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Let's go to Stefan, <laughs> who's in Kansas City, Missouri. Hey, Stefan, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. How you guys doing? We're doing well. What do you have to say about Mahomes, aside from the fact that he's awesome? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you, are you asking like you know me. Like, 
I, I'm kind of upset with myself. So I've become so predictable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, just real quick. I agree with you, Maggie. The Bills should have took that safety. I think if they would have done that, they would have won the game. Uh, secondly, yes, I would like to thank you for recognizing that Mahomes is the best in the AFC at the moment. No disrespect to the Dolphins and the guy who called in earlier, but I do watch all my opponents and all my competition. And, you know, if you are a true football fan, a fan of the game, you should be able to, you know, step up and acknowledge that. But as much as I hate the Raiders being a Chiefs fan, they're awful. And, yeah, they need to get rid of Josh McDaniels. Uh, as far as Derek Carr's considered, he's not bad, but he, I'm thinking he's on the downhill. And I honestly don't think that uh, unless he goes to a super stacked team um, or something like that, I just I don't think he's got enough left in him to be able to uh, take it to the Super Bowl. And I almost feel bad for him. But it's the Raiders, and I don't. <laughs> you know what, uh, Stefan? Yeah. Thank you for the call. I thought for a moment you were about to say something nice about the Raiders. You're like, you know, I hate the Raiders because, you know, they're in the division, but, yeah, they suck. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought yeah. I thought you were setting up like, oh, but, you know, they have a lot of good pieces. You know, no. they can really put it together. No, not, no. not too many pro Raiders calls today. No. When and- you lose to a guy who was in the booth a week ago. Oh, the best part of the Jeff Saturday win was I guess there was a tweet he had from a week ago about or two weeks ago how the Raiders looked terrible. I thought it was Josh McDaniels. Oh, he said I thought the tweet was specifically Josh McDaniels is bad. I right? saw one where he said the Raiders look awful today. Oh, was it just the Raiders? Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was Josh McDaniels. Yeah, and just the fact that he was in the media that he did an interview as a media member last Monday morning. Yeah, and now, this time last week. We were, like, getting the news. Now that he's got a taste of what it's like to win an NFL game, he's never going to be able to go back to the booth, right? He's going to want to be a coach so bad. Um, he, th- he probably thinks it's easy. He's like, how? <laughs> what do you think? Just roll the balls out. I, here I get a win. I am a beach and every one of you. Coaches, players, staff, everybody stepped up. All three phases, man. Who goes hardest the longest, man? That's how this game is decided. The most physical football team won today. Can't tell you how much I appreciate. No fear. No fear. That was Jeff Saturday after I I I was thinking he's like uh you know this is this is for everyone coaches whatever your names are players yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get to know yeah. you at some point. Great job you. Yeah. But- how many people is he calling like dude and guy and bro because he has no idea what the yeah, names are my buddy quincy avery tweeted out and i think he was kidding that he gave the game ball to matt ryan because that's the only guy whose name he actually knew <laughs> <laughs> and maybe jonathan taylor who returned to yes. some nice form by the way try to guess let's play guess the line for two seconds here the eagles go to the colts next week the eagles will be on a short week yeah try to guess the line for jeff saturday because that's a much better test the number one record in the NFL. I think it's on the road, right? It's in Indianapolis. Okay, so Eagles Short week. by eight and a half? Pretty close, seven and a half. That is remarkably low to me, considering Jeff Saturday is the head coach against the best team in the NFL. Yeah. But I kind of agree with that. I feel like that's a, it's a pretty fair but, matchup. You just hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor 30 times. You could beat the Eagles that way. The Colts against who? The Eagles. Yeah, but you, but you, you called them something. You called the Eagles something. You called them the best team in the NFL. Best record, maybe. Best yeah. team in the NFL? Come on. Well, I meant by record. Oh, I okay, mean, good. Who is the best team in the NFL? It's Jeez. not the Jets. Don't, don't, no, no, no. don't play. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't, wasn't going to go there. They Got are the best it. team they in the AFC. They beat the Bills. Okay. They are the best yeah. team in the AFC East. That's hands yeah, down, sure. no question. Yeah. 
Chiefs probably? Yeah, I know. But I, even the Chiefs sometimes make you scratch your head. You know what, though? I, and I know this sounds silly, but like Kandarius Tony, like that one-handed weapon. One-handed jumping into the end zone. Like, like hopping that. on one foot. That weapon with that offense is it, he's not Tyreek Hill, but like it's going to make up for a lot of that missing. If he can explosiveness. stay healthy and like keep his head on straight, you know, it's a good thing that the Giants won yesterday because if they had lost or if they were having a bad season and Kadarius Tony is there doing these fun touchdowns for the Chiefs, a lot of people I know would have probably wanted to walk in tra- traffic. Yeah. It would have been bad. <laughs> By the way, uh, who the Chiefs lose to again? I know they lost to the two teams that we're talking about. Yeah, the Colts. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Bills yeah. in KC. Yeah, the Colts was on the road. Bills was in KC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, for all the sky is falling, remember, the, the best team in the NFL lost at home to your team, Buffalo. Who kind know. of, and by the way, that was a close final score, but I felt like you walked away from that saying, whoa, Buffalo is a better team. Seems like a long time ago. It does. That was. <laughs> that like, was before the Jets came to town. Yeah. Or no, that was October, the other way around. October 16th. Yep. And the Bills haven't scored a touchdown in the second half since. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys. We'll get to you guys on the phones in just a moment. We also got your Cowboys quickie coming straight ahead. It is Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. <laughs> oh, you missed the cut off the best part of that Terry Funk press conference. He goes, settle down, man. <laughs> I just want to thank you all. It is a great. Honestly, we we played it pretty much every day at DP Show. Uh, can we just play the the wrestling one just one more time? I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> thank you so much, Mister Funk, for saying what needed to be said. Wow. You don't remember that one? It's still real to me. It's still real to me. (laughs) Derek Carr definitely sounded like that pro wrestling fan. Dude, you just lost to Indianapolis. I mean, you couldn't have been practicing that hard. (laughs) Aw. Aw. Yeah, where's the masterful play calling now? You got outfoxed by a guy who got the play calling responsibilities like four days before. But it's it's still still real real to me, damn it. (laughs) The one thing about Carr, though, he could deliver a monologue. He's got a good voice. Uh, yeah, his brother's a great broadcaster. No, but didn't you see like yeah. a little, like McConaughey wishes he could do something like that. These guys wish they could channel that kind of emotion. Did you hear a little Southern accent with Derek Carr too? He always has a little of that. But he's from Fresno. I don't Well, know actually, how. I guess he moved around with his brother a lot, but he's originally, his family's from Fresno. He went to high school in Houston. I know that. Okay, so maybe that's where it comes from. I mean, you're one to talk. <laughs> what are you talking about, Maggie? <laughs> see, it's terrible every time. It's the worst. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Matt is in Jacksonville. Matt, how's it going, dude? First thing I I wanted to say is there's no way in the world you ever take a safety in that situation and kick from the 20. Um, But anyway, what I really called to say is I got conspiracy theory. Okay. the reason Jeff Saturday was given that coaching job, it, the only guy in the world that might could talk Peyton Manning into getting back into the field, maybe playing a little offensive coordinator role, would be Jeff Saturday. Just oh. conspiracy theory, but nobody else has ever th- thrown that out there. And mm. Saturday might be the only guy in the world that could get him back on the field. Matt, 
I'm Interesting. Here. Also, thank you for the call. You and I will disagree on the safety. You can my call screen is not working. Anyway, um, um, I think we should also start a new segment called conspiracy theorisy because that yeah. rolls off the tongue. Conspiracy and theory. we are kind of conspiracy theorists around here. Just sports stuff, nothing dangerous. And I think that could be very fun. Yeah, there's something I would say conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, actually, when he said that, I the way the Colts have been approaching their quarterback position, I first thought he meant get Peyton Manning on the field as a quarterback. <laughs> I, was I like, mean, please God, I, no. <laughs> I, I bet you they looked at Eli. I mean, they had Philip Rivers a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, <laughs> why Matt not? Ryan's arm was basically Peyton Manning at the end of his oh career. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Peyton Manning to come back as the offensive coordinator. I see. I think some players are too good where they get too frustrated with their players. I think that's been always the rap where Peyton Manning doesn't want to go into coaching because how does Peyton Manning coach a quarterback who can't do what he did? Yeah, it's like uh, that. that is kind of the knock sometimes on yeah. guys who are so good. Like Wayne Gretzky was coaching the NHL. It's like, just score. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that Larry Bird was actually a good coach. He's the exception. Yeah, that's true. Michael Jordan couldn't coach. What are you going to say? Okay, now I want you to stay in the air for three seconds, <laughs> pump fake. Hold in yeah. midair. Uh, or, like, or Kobe was way too intense. Yeah, uh, guys like that. Jordan would be too busy like uh, playing, you know, betting side bets on oh. who can hit 500 free throws in a row or something. By the way, uh, I know we had talked before the show. We talked about the LSU win. Yeah, I saw a quote after that LSU game that that really ruined my day. What was that? So, ruined your day. Ruined my day, and it's going to ruin yours right now. Oh no! What happened? Harold Perkins had four sacks for LSU. He's incredible. Incredible, incredible game. Yeah. So he's an 18 year old true freshman. Yep. He had the flu before the game. So Coach Brian Kelly said, "Oh, that was like the flu game." And Brian Kelly was talking in the press. He said, I, I said that to Harold. I said, you played like MJ did in the flu game. Know what he said? Who's MJ? No. Oh, yes. Oh, no way. I don't have to say. It wasn't a sound thing. It was a print. He said, Harold Perkins has never heard of Michael Jordan. He didn't watch The Last Dance? No. What was he Why during, the, during the pandemic? He's when 17. No one had anything he to was do. 17. He had a million other things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were all locked in our house. I don't Maybe teenagers TikTok? were. TikTok? I don't were know. <laughs> he didn't know who MJ was. Impossible. Impossible. No, I, Michael Jordan I, I no, still is a thing. No, no, no. He's 18. I totally believe it. Honestly, he probably people that age know the Jordan brand more than the player. No, I, I agree with that. So think about it. He was 18. So he was born in 2000, September 2004. I know. I hate doing this because it's not his fault. But I just feel like Jordan has been kept a lot. He is alive, first of all. He's alive and well, thank goodness. But he's also been kept alive so well. Like the myth of Jordan. Jordan grows the further away he is from playing, nah. and it was already huge when he was playing. It's like saying he's 18. He didn't know who Babe Ruth was because, of course, he wasn't alive. But you, you know who Babe a lot Ruth of... is if you're 18. You know who Michael Jordan is. Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, they transcend. A lot of these players are not sports fans. They don't watch sports. It doesn't on the matter if you're a sports fan or not. My wife has never watched a sport in her life. She can tell me Michael Jordan and Babe Ruth. I know, but your wife was also born in the 80s, 90s, 80s. 80s. Okay. Maybe you didn't know the, the nickname MJ. <laughs> Maybe I, thought it was MJ from Spider-Man. I don't, I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Mary Jane? Mary, yeah. Mary Jane Watson? Oh, so now you're okay with it? Because it's a Spider-Man yeah, thing? You're spi like, actually, that it's was cool. A, for He's audience of one, a dork Samson. <laughs> <laughs> you were incensed five seconds ago, but because it's Spider-Man, now he's got to pass. All right. I mean, I mean, if, if he's going Spider-Man, I'll be okay with it. I remember doing high school sports, and a lot of guys would wear 23, and I would say to them, like, oh, are you wearing, oh, so you're a big Jordan fan. They're like, no, LeBron. 
Like, they didn't yeah, know that, Jordan had, won, had I, worn 23. And I was like, I, oh. You've done this game with young athletes. What yeah. they don't know is stunning. <laughs> but then again, we didn't know it. So it was, he was born in 2004. Michael Jordan was four years past the Washington Wizards experiment. Eight years past winning a title. Yeah. So think about that. I mean, it's it's not totally unheard of. I know, but he's like basically the Mount Rushmore of sports. Like, wouldn't you know those people? You, all, the all-timer people? Wouldn't it just like come up in casual conversation, the context clues? It's like not knowing Muhammad Ali. Like, you know, I, I didn't have to be alive or born or whatever to to have watched him fight to know his legacy. Like, Michael Jordan transcends, and he transcends globally also. So, like, it's not like just an American thing. It's not a sports thing. It's Michael Jordan. I've heard other young athletes say they know him from the sh- the clothing brand and the shoe brand. More that's than- fine. But that's thought- the thing is he transcends everything. So, like, you know him from something. Or Space Jam. A lot of, I think, kids got him on Space Jam. I don't know. He, but That was nine years before. <laughs> that was probably 15 years before. It's basically a black and white film for <laughs> yeah. this kid. Um, yeah, no, I, I am not shocked. I think there are probably a lot of 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old athletes who do not know Maybe they've heard of MJ, but they might not know a thing about him. I'm and they did not watch The Last Dance. They're not sitting around watching A 10-part documentary about some guy from the 90s. On ESPN, <laughs> they're probably like, what's ESPN? ESPN, is that on my phone? No, they do not have cable. It, I'll it's tell one you thing that. to not yeah, know yeah. a lot about Michael Jordan, or, even if you didn't know what team Michael Jordan played for, but to never have heard the name Michael Jordan or know that he is an all-time legend athlete is just unfathomable to me. It is a little crazy. Although, speaking of, you said Jordan's like a global brand, too. It's not even the United States. So we all heard in Germany, the mm. crowd was singing John Denver's Country Roads, and it was, like, perfect. They were singing it. Can we hear just a little bit of it, Stu? I mean, beautiful, right? They clearly know it. I was thinking, if the reverse was true, and in the United States, we started singing a song, a foreign song that was not in English... What's the one we would sing? Well, people were tweeting about 99 Luft Balloons and how we would all know the... That's an 80s song. That's you know, an 80s you know. song, but I don't know the words to that. But we you know, know 99, 99 Luft Balloons, but we don't know the chorus. No, yeah. all, all I know is 99 Luft Balloons. I don't know the, any other words. Also, the, they translated it into English. 99. <laughs> um, th- there's two songs Sandra that maybe... said La Bamba. But, but La Bamba, like, he, La Bamba. He, that was written in Torrance, California. He's yeah, but very I mean, much an American, though. He, yeah, it's, it's very true. Like he, I think we he, f- he wasn't connected at all to his Spanish roots, but the song was in Spanish, and so I can think a lot of people who sing that song get the words wrong, but at least get close to no, it. No, but Did, I'm talking about are we singing that in a stadium? I love the song La Bamba, but is no, that but how about, your but you arm might do, how about the Macarena? That's you might do Macarena now. Macarena, where's that from? I think Argentina, Brazil. and I don't oh, know. So you have to do the dance with the I, Macarena. Yeah, though, you, you know? we all know the dance, but. What are the words? Da 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 Macarena. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not country roads like how the the German audience was. I don't think we have an equivalent here. We because we should do this. Well, the difference is like in Germany, they're basically bilingual. They speak German yeah. and English. The majority of people, especially in large stadiums in Munich, in America, you know, we speak how about English. Uh, Gangnam Style? No, we speak English and Spanish in this country. Gangnam Style. Do you know the words to that? Gangnam style. <laughs> I don't even know if you're pronouncing the Gangnam style. No, I don't right. think so. I doubt it. That was uh, such a hit. Who let the dog out? <laughs> no, that's, that's a Baja, man. Despacito? <laughs> I mean, that was a good one. But again, is that a stadium? Are you That's spinning? not a stadium. I mean, that's not exactly Neil Diamond. Also, if, if Justin Bieber's in it, <laughs> I don't know how foreign, you know, it can um, be. Well, he's Canadian. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
No, I, I don't think that. Is there? Can someone Google a song? There's got to be a song we could sing. I don't think there's, but there's... Rock we, Me Amadeus, I think, is sung partly in in a, another language. <laughs> Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah, because I, I the other day I was actually at the uh, the Eagles uh, Giants game and the Rock Me Amadeus started. Everyone started singing Rock yeah, Me Amadeus. Weird. Everyone knew it. Funny. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. We got to get on that. You know, we're so narrow minded here. Is there anything like BTS? I don't know. But I mean, they, they do a but lot they of like, stuff in English too. Yeah, I, uh, my kids play BTS sometimes, and it sounds pretty English. It's pretty good. We got nothing here. We're failing. And, you know, we got oh. a Monday Night Football game coming up in Mexico City. We got to get on this. I got one. It's one word in another language, but I'm sure the rest of it. Despacito. I just said We that. just said Oh, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was... Paying attention to the show, as always. Mike no, Sandler, I'm reading through, trying to find all these different songs, and I'm listening to Amadeus to try to see if I know any of the words. Life Goes On by BTS, I think. I know. Sam, you're just too busy quadruple tasking back there. <laughs> I'm trying to find songs to sing. Listen, By the way, I, you can't find it. I can't find it. We're just failing. There's probably only seven or eight songs that people can sing, uh, that everyone knows that you can sing in the same Sweet Caroline, yeah. Country Road. There's not a. Uh, there's not that many songs that we all know how to sing together, are there? Um, we Are the Champions, maybe? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I actually, I think that was, um, I couldn't believe when that r- broke out of the German stadium. I think we're underestimating how crazy that was. There's got to be Jump Around. They do that at Wisconsin. Everyone seems to know that one. Yeah. But uh, do they really know the words? Well, I don't know. By that time, everyone's like 20 beers. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. You sort of jump around. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> yeah, call in if you're 20 beers in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sure. So we have to preview tonight's uh, Monday Night Football game. Now we have to. We want to. We want to preview that game. (laughs) Eagles, big favorites over the Washington Commanders. We'll tell you what you need to be paying attention to for tonight's game. Plus, their Cowboys quickie comes your way next. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here is Rich Ackman. Back on Maggie and Perloff. It's time to answer our Ask Pros question of the day. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question from Bruce in Wayne, Pennsylvania. How do you think the Eagles are going to do tonight against the Commanders? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Now, maybe because I've been sitting next to somebody who is in a sort of a, a low state of panic all fall about her Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm actually worried about the Eagles tonight because no one on earth is thinking that the Commanders are going to be close. Chase Young is not playing the one man who could probably disrupt Jalen Hurts in the Eagles' offense. It's a huge spread, 11.5. Washington's never good on Monday Night Football. Nothing nothing good can happen tonight except a letdown, Maggie. I am actually a tad nervous. Yeah, I get it. I mean, divisional games are always tough. I think if this one was in, well, it wouldn't even matter if it was in Washington because the Eagles fans travel so well. It's basically like playing yeah, in no, Philadelphia. Yeah, I almost preferred to be in Washington. They're so close. I mean, obviously it's been a little bit better with Taylor Heineke. I know they lost uh, last week when they played the Minnesota Vikings, but that was a close game. I think it's going to be close. What's the spread on this game according to DraftKings? 11 right now. Yeah, I take the points. I mean... There's something about Washington been been kind of pesky. I'd probably take the points. I like the A.J. Brown over four and a half receptions. Also, if we're talking about the Eagles side of things, um, I also liked the Terry McLaurin over four and a half receptions as well. Oh, well, I mean, honestly, you love Terry McLaurin. I Can do just, love Terry McLaurin. Uh, okay, Taylor Heineke over under half an interception. The way the Eagles secondary has been playing. 
if this game plays out the way everyone thinks it will and the Eagles get a lead, Taylor Heineke's going to have to push the ball downfield. And then you got Slay back there. you got Bradbury back there. you got Gardner Johnson back there. I kind of like, I mean, he's going to th- give it up at one point, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right about that. I mean, he's de- he's de- definitely going to throw a pick tonight. Yeah, it's <laughs> What weird. do you think about the total? 43 is where it sits right now. That's lower than I would have thought. Is there weather in Philly or something? Uh, I don't think so. Besides just being super cold? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like here in New York. I, I don't think so. I think they think that the Eagles are going to get up and sort of sit on the ball, run the ball. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, there is no rain in the forecast at all. It is 44 degrees and dropping, and the wind is five miles an hour. Can I just pause on this for one second, uh, watching college football over the weekend? Yeah. And this is like happens every year, and I always feel awful for the fans in the South when, when, it's a, cold. when an unexpected cold front comes oh, yeah. through, and these poor people are sitting there. It's like they don't own a jacket no. because why would you own a jacket when you live in the South? You know, you probably need it once a year, maybe. And you just see all these fans just freezing their you-know-what's off. It looks so... It looks so painful. Mi- Arkansas looked miserable. <laughs> it was it was painful to watch. You're exactly right. The, I, I don't mind cold weather in the Northeast, but when it's down there, it kind of ruined a big chunk of football on Saturday. There wasn't a lot of scoring on Saturday yeah. in most games, and I think that's probably why. But, uh, yeah, back to the game, though. I, I don't think the weather's going to be a factor it's just the Eagles don't need to score a lot to beat Washington, do they? They need to control the ball. Uh, it's not going to be when... Do you remember the game I was talking about earlier in the show when Michael Vick, on the first play, he was just coming back. Yep. I, I know what he did off the field, but he was just coming back into being the player. We never thought he would be that good. First play, play fake, 70 yards to Deshaun Jackson. I'm sure Deshaun hurt his hamstring on that play. Because <laughs> hamstring on every play. Who was playing quarterback for Washington? Was it Donovan? I don't think that was a Donovan year. I remember that year well because that was it was supposed to be Kevin Cobb, my buddy's big year. What year was it? What actual year was it? I'm going to say, say 2012. You said. Mm, I I said 2012. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> I, they've been playing that clip <laughs> oh, okay. a lot. Stu's going to look it up, but I'm hoping for that kind of game. Okay. Uh, I think I think the over in the game. Quite frankly, I yeah. Know. I've got. Let's go over. We've got to have something to root for. So Terry McLaurin. What was the number? AJ Brown, four and a half, but for both of them. Oh yeah, let's go over on everything tonight. <laughs> Why not? Right. Uh, okay, so we were asking about because they were the the crowd in Munich was so robustly singing "Country Roads" by John Denver. You know, we don't do that here in America. We don't have like a foreign language song that we all sing. Uh, so we have maybe a couple options. Rudy is in Indianapolis. Rudy, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. What do you have for us? Uh, yeah, I love the turnout in Munich, the way they hung around. Wish we could do that around here. But well, they end up getting a good game. Seattle happy. almost came back in that Take game. The Colts and uh, the Raiders game. You leave on disappointed. There's days you leave happy. But put up a big screen, darker scene. Take it from the Germans. <laughs> got karaoke here. We can put it on big screen. Everybody learn the words and sing. You know what, Rudy? It's my favorite scene from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I feel like Chicago could play that with Ferris. Yeah. I mean, most of the songs in English, though, except for that one, there's two except words. Except for Donka Shane. <laughs> he's, he's right. We wouldn't have to put the words up. It's this would cool. be a good one. This yeah. would be a really good one. I'm telling you, that was like, uh, what's his name? Ferris Bueller? Matthew Broderick? Yeah. All-timer. Uh, okay, we got uh, Paul on Long Island. Paul, how are you? 
Paul, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. That's okay. What do you so, have for um, us? Got to be Hava Nagila. You know, they play a little Hava Nagila in, um, like, baseball, like at the Mets games and mm. stuff. They'll play it just to kind of get everybody clapping, but they don't do the whole song. We heard it during a Ranger game the other night. I want to think it was in Nashville they played it. They played Hava Nagila in Nashville. Get out of here. Yeah, I thought that was a little strange. <laughs> yeah, we don't hear and that every day. Real quick, Maggie, when my daughter went to Binghamton, we went to your parents' restaurant. Get out of here. So, uh, yeah. Oh, thank How you was so it? much. It was great. We had to go there. We had to go there or Wegmans. It was our choices. <laughs> Yep, my parents' res- restaurant, Wegmans, same, same. Institutions. Paul, thank you so much yeah. for that. Appreciate I w- it. Another I satisfied in, customer. I was at Wegmans this weekend, which is, of course, the greatest grocery store chain on earth. Yep. And there it was. Boxes and boxes of Josh Allen cereal just Aww. all over the place. It played in New York City. So that's to be... Where is Wegmans from? Syracuse? It's or? from Rochester. From Rochester? Yeah. They. I've never seen a chain go all in on a team like that. Even though... <laughs> They have a huge. They have a huge grocery store in New York City. You'd think that they would want to avoid making Jets fans mad. What do you think? They have like Saquon Barkleyos or something. I mean, yes. maybe that's coming soon. So Flutie Flakes was because of Wegmans. Is that the deal? Yeah, Flutie. I think Flutie Flakes was because of Wegmans, and then Ter- Terrell Owens actually had tos for what a little the, bit. He was only there for a couple weeks. <laughs> what, would, what would the Jets like if you were going to make a Jets cereal? What player would you even do? Zach Wilson Cougaros. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Be Zach Wilson like uh, oatmeal or just like cream of wheat, something that old people eat. <laughs> something uh, hip like cereal. Uh, Nothing like that. How about Dave? He's in Michigan. Dave, what do you have? Hey, Maggie. How's you guys going? are missing the boat. If we have two German teams over here playing in a big stadium, we've got to sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> They're Germans. They drink beer. <laughs> Germans aren't the only ones, Dave. Um, I appreciate that. They, they're kind of they invented it. Though, yeah, I no, think. it's their thing. I get it. Uh, we've done a nice job with it over here. Uh, 99 bottles of beer on the wall would take the whole third quarter. I mean, you can technically do the entire game. It could just take as long as you want it to take. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you could just do 200 bottles of beer on the wall. We did have another caller who threw out a great solution. I don't see people seeing this at stadiums. But this was one of the recommendations from a call that had to hang up. Oh. Little Rammstein, du Hast. I haven't heard this one in a long time. And this is actually in German. Doesn't it translate to, you hate me? Maybe. (laughs) I thought that was the loose trend. Stu has has never heard this song, right? I've never heard this song. I I don't, I'm not that familiar with it. It it, it works out for Perloff's Eagles. Yeah, the he hate me. What was that kid's name? Oh, that was from the XFL. Yeah, Yeah, Rod Rod Smart. You've never heard of Rammstein Duhas? This was like very, very big in the 90s. Yeah. This is yeah, like Yeah, it your... sounds familiar. The 90s was, you know. I'm not like, I remember Depeche Mode was a big deal in the 80s, right? But did they sing in German? Depeche Mode? I didn't They're think super so. famous. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I don't know. Um, I've been too busy thinking of Jets food products, and I came up with a couple before. <laughs> okay, what do you have? <laughs> uh, Braxton Berrios Crunch. Oh, yeah. Or just Braxton Berrios. Yeah, Braxton Berrios. They're perfect. Uh, and Quentin Williams brand quinoa. <laughs> Queen quinoa <laughs> Williams. That's all I got. That, quinoa Williams. Yeah, I've been working on Brees Hall. Sounds like it'd be easy. Brees Hall. Brees Hall and Oats cereal? Oh, uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall and Oats. Might have a little trademark issue on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but. And you're, 
<laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we could always go to Rex Ryan. I'm sure he's put down pounds and pounds of cereal. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. It was right there. Um, all right. That's that, going to do right. it for us. We got to cut that last segment. <laughs> Romstein, Rex Ryan eating cereal. A lot going on there. He did say, let's go get a, a GD snack. Why? <laughs> Rex yeah, Ryan's true. GD snacks. <laughs> he actually missed that opportunity. Thank you, Mike Samter, Stu Kovacs, Marlo Donahue. Thank you so much, Allison Cohen, everyone on radio and TV. Appreciate you. See you tomorrow.